Hey, welcome to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. My name is Mondo Fresco and today I am joined by a legend, a legendary actor and mega entrepreneur now. Wow. <laughs> Danny Trejo. How are you, Danny? Thank you. Great, great. Life is really moving the way it's supposed to. You know what? It's it's such a pleasure to to have you here. We're all big fans of of all your work. And since we first launched Mondo and Friends, you know, Mondo and Friends was the sole purpose was to tell stories about Latinos for Latinos. And now it's breaking ground. Um, now we've realized that everyone wants to listen to Latino stories, not just Latinos. And when it came to who to bring on Mondo and Friends, it was Danny Trejo from the get because <laughs> We love your story, and we know that your story has to be heard, and we're so happy to have you here. So, you. so Danny, I, I would like to start with your journey, right? When you first decided to get into, into acting, into entertainment, what's that first initial memory that you have of wanting to get into the, the industry? Well, to tell you the truth, it was wasn't my idea. I I, uh, I uh, was working with a, you know, I'm a mentor. I work with people that want to try to get clean and sober, drug addicts. That's what I've done since I got out of prison. And uh, one of the kids that I was working with in 1985, it got me into being a, a extra. Hey, let's be extra. Yeah. Human. So I was working as a drug counselor, as counseling this kid and making like 50 bucks or something every extra 50 and a lot of money in 85 you know so so uh this one night he calls me up about 11 o'clock and says uh hey there's a lot of blow down here it's 1985 cocaine was rampant right? yeah yeah and uh man i got 108 days clean danny i don't i don't want to use can you come? So i drank a lot of coffee at a meeting so I went down to hang out with him. I thought he worked in a warehouse because he said, you know, the the warehouse was in uh, Dogtown by Alvarez. Oh, okay, yeah. I went down with a movie set of a movie called Runaway Train. <laughs> John Voight and Eric Roberts. I walked on and I I looked and looked around and we started talking and all of a sudden this guy comes up, hey, you want to be in this movie? And I says, uh, yeah, what I got to do? He said, do you want to be an extra? An extra what? Can you act like a convict? <laughs> and, and when he said that, it's like, yeah. you see, juvenile hall, youth authority, camp, penitentiary, Soledad, Quentin, Folsom. I'll give it a shot. I've been in the state. And so he gave me a blue shirt. I took off my shirt. I got that big tattoo on my yeah. chest. He said, leave your shirt off. My shirt's off. And I'm looking around. I see this old guy. God, I hate saying old guy. He's about 60, right? But, <laughs> but he's like looking at me. And, and then I'm looking. And then he, he comes over. Hey, you're Danny Trejo. I, yeah, you're Eddie Bunker. He said, Danny, I saw you win a lightweight and a welterweight title up in Quinn. Wow. And Eddie Bunker, Eddie Bunker had the most powerful job in the pen. He was the captain's clerk. And the captain's clerk, if you can get the captain to sign something, it's the law. Yeah. So if if you're a guard and you're messing with me and I got $50, I said, Eddie, you don't get this guard off my back. Well, he'll just put the transfer of that guard with a bunch of papers when the captain's signing them. Yep. And all of a sudden, that guard finds himself at, at 12 at night <laughs> to 6 in the morning out in the bay, you know, so, so, uh, he, we started talking and he said, you still boxing? I go, hell no, Eddie, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> he said, we need somebody to train one of the actors how to box. And I said, uh, what's his pay? I'm making $50 for acting like a convict. And me and Eddie laughed because we'd been doing that for free forever. Right? And, and, uh, and, uh, guys, Eddie Bunker. Great writer, and he says, uh, "You know, it pays three twenty a day." And I said, "Well, I'll bet you want this guy beat up." I thought, 
I thought he wanted to beat somebody up that kind of money. <laughs> I wasn't making that a week as a drug offer. So, you know, you got to be careful, Zach. There's really high strong, Danny. He might sock you. I said, Eddie, for 320 bucks, give him a stick, homie. I've been, <laughs> been beat up for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I started training Eric Roberts out of box for a movie called Runaway Train. Wow. And Eric respected me. You know, uh, he knew <laughs> I wasn't Hollywood, you know, so. So he listened, and the director, Andrei Kajalowski, who was Russian, and this was his first American movie, couldn't get along with Eric. And mm. Eric was a movie star, and movie stars are very hard to get along with. You know? yeah. So when he wanted Eric, he would send me, go get Eric. Well, I go get Eric. And so he put me in the he, i never forget it. He comes up to me, he goes, you be in movie. And you fight Eric in a movie. And then he goes, real hard at me. And you be my friend. <laughs> yeah, but if you come from a prison background, you don't like people saying, hey, why don't you be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got ready to say something. He leans over, kisses me on both cheeks, and walks away. And I looked at Eddie and I said, Eddie, I'm going to be training the kid for 320. But if I got to be kissing that old man, I want more money. <laughs> no, no, he's European. If I would have known what that old man did at that time, I'd have washed his back. I mean, I got a SAG card. Yeah, yeah. And that SAG card literally changed my whole economic structure. Right. You, I was still the same person, but it literally, all of a sudden, you know, every time I walked onto a movie set, whether it was for 10 minutes or a day, I was making $320 an hour. Yeah. I'm $320 a day. Yeah. So, you know, five days and I've made more money than most people make in a month. And I worked. I was so blessed. I worked. From that movie, I was inmate number one, bad guy, Chicano dude, tattooed guy, Chicano dude with tattoos. Uh, <laughs> did, did, was there ever ever an instance where they put makeup on your tattoos and they didn't want your tattoos no, no never right yeah, I was always, why would they I, every time i walked out of a movie a director said oh take off your shirt because that's they they took my name they were trying to make a movie and they took my name to uh uh venice i forget where that the big the big uh movie thing is over there uh where they show all the movies they're going to make or something, get money. And nobody knew my name. But the minute they showed the tattoo, oh, yeah, that guy. We, yeah, we've they, seen him before. My tattoo got more famous than me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, so from there, I just kept working, you know. And the first name I got was, uh, I was severe in a movie called Penitentiary 3. And then right after that, I got to work with uh, my idol, uh, Charles Bronson in wow. Death Wish 4. I actually had a name. In fact, I didn't even play Mexican. I was severe. I was, I was Art Sanella. I was a Italian dude. <laughs> so I thought, I really made it, man. <laughs> acting like Italian. You know? <laughs> You're playing an but Italian dude I now. got to work with Charles Bronson. Man. That's incredible. Oh, that was incredible. The funny thing, when you... The next day after that kid called me, the agency that was sending us out to do a, what do you call it, a, a extra stuff, yeah, tells me, hey, you got this job, bro. I, said, I know, I did it last night. I started it last night. So <laughs> it was cool. I, I, so I've, I've been blessed. I was, I, and, and it's funny. It's like I, I found, really found something that I love doing and get paid for it and you know, you get to do what you love and you love what you do you know like yesterday i was doing a, a a commercial for saving water and because everybody thinks now that the drought's over oh boy and you can't I mean, california's in dire need of water yeah and so uh i was doing that and and, and uh everybody kept saying, are you okay i'm not missing semen yeah i'm doing I'm fine. <laughs>
Hey, Mondo here. Right now, you can have everything you want on the network you really want. Introducing my plan. Get exactly what you want, only pay for what you need. Starting at just $30 per line per month for four unlimited lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. From there, you decide exactly what goes in and what stays out of your plan. So you pay for what you want. Head over to Verizon.com slash Mondo right now. You said Verizon.com slash Mondo, right? Yeah, yeah. Verizon.com slash Mondo, but we're, st- we're still shooting the commercial. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no you're, you're good, man. Get exactly what you want. Only pay for what you need, starting at $30 per line. All right, let me help you out. Yeah. All right, so you go here. At what point do you think, all right, I'm going to start taking this serious. I'm oh. going to take acting classes. At what point did you decide to do that? When I was, uh, I was just bouncing around doing movies, doing movies. And uh, I did, um, I was talking to Robert Rodriguez, I think, when we were doing Desperado. And Desperado, I didn't have a line. You know, I didn't, I didn't say a word. And I kept asking Robert, hey, Robert, give me a line. He goes, no, Dan, you can say more with your face that most actors can do with a, with a and that's what we're gonna say. And I thought, wow, okay, maybe he's right. I don't know. But I remember when Sony, the people that did, uh, they were doing this big meeting, and they, Mr. Drill, you, you didn't say a word in, uh, in Desperado, but, but you, you managed to carry that, you know, carry the, the, the whole theme as a, he said, was that a choice? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robert Rodriguez gave me the finger. I mean, you know, but but it's a uh, I, I, natural ability. When you're standing on the yard in San Quentin, and you know there's going to be a riot, and you know a couple of guys want to kill you, and you have to act not afraid. Yeah. Now that's acting. Okay. <laughs> right. That's real. That's real life acting. Yeah. Yeah. And so and you you gotta act tougher than them, and and uh, it's you know so the, the, my whole life has been an act, and yeah. then getting in trouble all my life, you know, and, and learning how to maneuver through that system. You know, I, when I the first time I heard action and everything, so I was a naturalist. I loved it. Yeah. You know, I can do this. You know, and. and uh, and uh, was just every time I, every time I, I went to do uh, like an acting class, it would fall apart. It was, something would happen. I, I just never got to do it. So on my resume, it says training San Quentin Drama Arts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God. And it's funny because somebody, somebody, oh, you trained San Quentin Drama? Oh, oh yeah. Good school. They didn't, they don't get it. You know? <laughs> Good school. Uh, oh, <laughs> fabulous school. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it said? Oh, yeah, the teachers, Juanito Strasburg. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I, I mean, I think, I think, uh, uh, I think acting classes are great. They're great, but but I honestly believe that you have got to you have got to be able to love. You love this thing. I mean, yeah. one day I'll never. One day. Crawling in the dirt, chasing mud, water, and I looked over at the director. I said, "Is this part of the glitz or the glamour of Hollywood?" <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dre. Keep crawling. You know, so it's like fun. And, and we were doing a movie with Adam Sandler called The Ridiculous Six, and uh, me and uh, Nick Nolte. And Nick Nolte, you know, he about. 85, I don't know, he's older than I am, you know, I'm 79, and, and, uh, and we're sitting in, in the tent, air-conditioned, you know, in New Mexico, it's beautiful, and we're, we're out in the desert, and guy comes, man, two guys, when are you guys going to retire? And I'll never, nothing goes, from what? We're playing Cowboys with Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was like, that was, why, why retire? Right. So make, make old people movies. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Your your I feel like your characters are just so so lovable by by many people. I mean, which explains why there's always a huge line at like all the yeah. all the comic cons and all the cons, right? All the conventions. 
and uh, the restaurants. <laughs> what, what, and the, yeah, and, and the restaurants too, everyone wants to see you. Uh, how does that feel like for you? It's a blessing. And I, I take it as a blessing. And it's like a lot of actors don't like signing autographs. And a lot of actors don't like taking pictures. I think it's stupid, you know, because that's why we're here. I, I think it's such a blessing that the good Lord's given us to be able to make somebody's day yeah. with a picture or a, or an autograph. I was on Hollywood Boulevard. I was walking from my restaurant over to, uh, I, I'm walking to Highland and, uh, and, uh, these people from Germany stopped me and they were like screaming. You know, I'm like, Oh my God, you have took pictures and, and and they said, well, you know, we've asked everybody, they don't, they don't like taking pictures. I said, yeah, well, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because whether you, I remember my mom, I, I came out of uh, uh, CVS and I just bought some Maylots and my stomach was upset. And these <laughs> kids, about eight kids, grabbed me, hey, baby. Dude, I got the car. My mom said, what's wrong, amigo? I said, you know what, mama, I didn't want to do that, but I didn't know how to say no. And she says, you can't say no. And I, said, I looked at her and she said, no, if you don't like signing autographs, be a plumber. Because <laughs> when they get an autograph, they get money. <laughs> <laughs> but, but literally, she was right. She said, that's part of your job. Your job is to sign autographs, take pictures, and say, God bless you. Yeah. Right. And I went, wow, okay. And I found out that, that that just really makes me feel good besides yeah. people that you sign an autograph for. That's, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. Someone once told me it's not a problem when they ask you for photos or an autograph. It's a problem when they when stop. They, that, you got it. When they don't. You, do you mind? I said, boy, I mind if you don't ask me. <laughs> now, uh, Mr. Trejo, when you initially start, right? you you kind of fall into this this beautiful industry that you love so much what jobs did you have before that what were the the, the jobs that I was, I was i've been I, when i came out of the pen at first i worked in a wrecking yard then me and a kid named danny levitoff started a gardening business and that's where i realized that everything good that happens to you happens as a direct result of helping someone else mm. when i when i went to the penitentiary in, in 1965, uh, there was a lady on my mom's uh, block that had a beautiful yard. I mean, just, uh, you know, the, the one that you hate. You know, <laughs> you know why can't my yard look like that? She had dichondra, the stupidest grass there is, dichondra. If a bird craps on it, it dies. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's like dumb. And she had this like, a little fountain all this, and uh, I went to the pen. I got out in the end of '69, almost five years, and and, uh, and it was a it was a jungle. And I remember asking my mom, "Mom, qué pasó?" Mijo, you know, her her, uh, her husband uh, committed suicide oh, in the man. house. But first, one of her kids died in Vietnam. The other one was killed in a gang battle. You know, and then. And then her husband committed suicide, and she turned into the, the vruja. The, my my mom, she turned into the vruja, you know, and uh, the vruja, uh, the witch lady mm -hmm. of the neighborhood, and, and uh, the one that would turn the kids into cats. And, <laughs> but <laughs> everybody's scared. Yeah. But but in Mexican neighborhood, yeah, yeah, she go over there to turn into <laughs> and uh, and so. Uh, I remember that me and Danny Levitoff started this gardening business and every, like twice a week we'd go over there and do something, just de volada. And she would always give us like a lemonade in a, one of those old people pictures, the, the one with the old crystal like this mm -hmm. and two crystal glasses. And one of my fantasies in prison was to be like in Las Vegas and have some beautiful way to watch her walk across with a, Crystal, because clink, 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 it sounds completely yeah. different. Ice sounds different in crystal than in like a tin cup. Right. <laughs> clunk, right. clunk. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and she would always bring them out, put it like that, and, 
and I'd, I'd pour one and I'd give it to Danny. I said, drink that. And he'd, he'd go, do you feel, do you feel like turning? <laughs> I mean, you're okay, okay. And, and he'd drink it and then we, I'd be, I'd be Clink, clink, clink. Wow. <laughs> Not exactly what I meant, you see, but I had that crystal glass. And, and uh, so, but she could never come outside because, mm. which is burn up during the day, but she would always like, put it out there. And, uh, and we got it look, looking pretty nice. And, and then this big hillbilly comes over and, hey, Poncho. How much you charging the lady? I said, yeah. <laughs> Let me see. That's ten dollars for the poncho. On what? <laughs> <laughs> says, uh, we uh, uh, nothing. She's a crazy lady. We just do it. You know, okay. Why don't you come over and look at my yard and bring Pablo, Danny Levitoff, Okay. Yeah. Bring Pablo. That's another ten dollars right there. Yeah. yeah. Starting out with twenty. Home. <laughs> and we went over and this guy I want this. I want that. I want this. Damn, now you understand, we were in a 1959 Chevy Impala. I had a 59 Chevy Impala, and it had a big trunk. Mm -hmm. So we would go to people, and we'd knock on the door and say, would you like us to mow your lawn? Yeah, do you have a lawn? We didn't have a lawnmower. Do you, do you have a lawnmower? Oh, do you have a edger? Yeah. Oh, do you? So we'd get all their equipment and go mow some other lawn, <laughs> and then come back and do their, and even get the plastic bags. and, and uh, we go to his yard and, and we ching, ching, ching. And then we go to his garage and uh, he opens that garage door. It's every tool known to mankind, every garden. And he's man, I used to love gardening, but I had a heart attack. My wife won't let me. I'll give you this equipment if you do my yard. Wow. You got it, Holmes. We, we had so much equipment, we went and bought a truck. You know, and then that's where our gardening business took off. And it took off. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, my dad had started working in Marina Del Rey on some of the big buildings as a contractor. And, uh, and he would, hey, my son's a gardener, but I would come over and we'd get to start like, getting like really big jobs. Everything good that's happened has happened as a direct result of helping someone else, you know. Do you feel like that's where you got your entrepreneur spirit? That's, yeah, I got it. But I've never stopped helping and doing whatever I can. Yeah. That's my prayer in the morning. Dear Heavenly Father, let me sign every picture. Take, uh, let me take every picture, sign every autograph. Let me do whatever I can today for my fellow man. That's, wow. That's what I do. And I think Eddie Bunker was the one that said, I quote, everyone that's worked with Danny Trejo wants to work with him again. So. I think that's the key to success. Mm. You know, it's not just making money. I know people, a lot of money, they're miserable. You don't even like to be around them. You yeah. Know? And then yet I know some other people that are financially secure and happy as a lark, you know? Yeah. What's, what's the secret to your happiness? My kids. I got, I got, kids that are just great you know I love watching them succeed and I think when people talk about what do you want to be remembered for blah blah, blah I'm a good, good dad that's what, what more can you ask for that's beautiful you know, I, I remember my son once saying dad you set the bar pretty high for being a good man and I thought wow what a thing for your son to say yeah you know and because uh, this this lady and her daughter were moving out of their apartment and there was a bunch of kids over there and all the guys were going to the beach and I remember the lady said your son said that you'll probably kick him in the ass if he didn't help me <laughs> and I thought that my son could could say that you know in other words he has to I have to do this you know that's that's the way I feel yeah, it's it's the it's the person that you, that you are. You're more you're more proud of being a father. You're the you're more proud of of what of what you the person you've yeah. become. Then that, that's that's something I I recently I, I do I do therapy, uh, Danny, and uh, I just recently shared with my my therapist that I was happier and prouder 
of, of the man that I am today than anything I have ever done in my career. And I started doing this when I was 17, 18 years old, grinding, working, sacrificing every day. But I thought all of this could be gone tomorrow, right? But no one can take away the person that I am today. You know, it's so funny because I, uh, growing up, come up, Big Mexican family, you know. My uh, my uncles were six brothers and five sisters. Yeah. And uh, the word machismo, mm-hmm. if you see machismo, they got a picture of all the guys in my family, you know, the, all my uncles. just. And uh, the last uncle that was born was Gilbert Trejo. He was the youngest. And by then, my abuelito and abuelita, they were kind of like done with kids. You know? So Gilbert kind of raised himself. And, and me and him tied up together. We got real close. Simply because um, all the guys were like construction workers. You know, always, always mad. Yeah, you know, always like rugged. You rugged. Yeah. Just, you know, and uh, yelling and uh, women didn't work. The women didn't work. They wouldn't let the women work. In fact... If one of the women would work and we were like at a family thing, it would be like, uh, I mean, hey, Art, you want a beer? Oh, no, here, wait, wait, hold up. Hey, Bonnie, can Art have a beer? You know, because she worked. You know, it would be yeah, like, yeah. humiliating. And yeah. I never forgot that. I, and not that, I said, that's the way guys with you were supposed to be that mean, you know, yeah. over beer. And uh, I remember my Uncle Gilbert was different. My Uncle Gilbert was like, always pressed, always like, uh, you know, guy shirts and, and, uh, and uh, uh, these, these pegger pants, always just dressing, never mad. And the one thing that I remember growing up, and I, I can't, I, parents get mad when I say this, but he always had time. And I can remember going like to my dad. Mm. My dad was on the phone. You know, however old I was, I go, hey, dad, dad, I'm on the phone. And then go back to talking, right? My mom, the same thing. Mama, and back on the phone, right? Now, if I went to Gilbert, I go, hey, Gilbert, he goes, hold on, yeah, what do you want? And I never forgot that, how important he made me feel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I'm, okay, so when he started smoking, I was eight years old and got to turn me on the grass. Well, he turned me on the grass. I was 12, he gave me a fix. So I threatened to snitch if he didn't give me a fix. And so, <laughs> started off early. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and that was my, that was the guy that, that, that I, that mentored me. Yeah. Arm Robert Dopefiend. So, so, uh, I remember when I was, one night before he died, uh, he came in, he was trying to make amends to me. He was mm. saying, Danny, I'm really sorry. I said, I said, hey, wait, stop, Holmes, stop. You don't understand, man. Right? If if my life wasn't the way it was, right now I would probably be uh, a Republican yelling at my kids or you know or 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 voting the wrong one. Something. Yeah. You know, but but I I would not be the man I am. And I was already clean, sober, helping people, had a recovery center, and and that's the way I want to be. I want I want to be able, to, I've had kids come up and say, you know what, man, I heard you talk when I was in juvenile hall. Mm. I'm married, have two kids, thank you, man. And he's like, that's the man I want to be. Yeah. That's the way I want to be remembered. You know, and like I said, my kid, Gilbert said, yeah, boy, you set the high, you set the bar pretty high for being a good man, Dad. It's like, okay, cool. I'm doing my job. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking about your your son a little bit ago, and off camera, and I just saw your face just just light up, just glowing. I could see how proud you are of of your kids, and and you get to work with your son now too. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. He did a film call from a son that's going to be in Sundance. And uh, I think that's the best thing I've ever done. Like I said, he got me to cry, and I've never cried in a movie. You know what I mean? And he got me to cry. And 
But he, he he did it in a in a in a very creative way. If, if you don't mind sharing how he did that. Well, I had this crying scene, and he said, "Can you cry, Dad?" Yeah, I mean, like John Wayne, okay, Pilgrim. You know, that's the way I thought I was going to do it. But all week he kept showing me little pictures of, oh, remember this, Dad? Remember when Sissy fell? And remember her first bike? And all this stuff. And and I just I couldn't. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, oh I love that picture. And then his, his girlfriend in the movie, Sasha, she's a little girl, looks so vulnerable, unbelievable. Mm. She looks like the kind of girl that got off the bus from Bogalusa, Louisiana, and got trafficked here mm. and turned into a prostitute and ended up a dope fiend and ran away and ended up with my son. And then now they're together and they're like protecting each other. but. But so uh, in the middle of the night when me and her are walking to where my son is buried, she buried my son, I, I look at her and I say, did you kill my son? And she just, no, he was my only friend. I loved him. And she started, and then I lost it. I, I, this was not, this was a moko cry. You know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't stop. You know? And uh, and and so so what he did was what he did was put me in a space yeah. that had me looking at all my children, you right? Know? And it just wow. <laughs> yeah, you had a you had a bubble coming oh, out. No, every I was like boy. Yeah. Uh, in fact, all the crew was crying. Wow. You know, they, that was, so I deserve an Oscar on that one. <laughs> or he does. <laughs> I know. I, hey, we got to put it out in the universe, yeah. right? Of, of all the projects that, that you've done, what would you say or what project are you most proud of? I got to say that I'm most proud of is Spy Kids simply because that made me a household name all over the world. I have heard, look, mommy, the man from Spy Kids in 50 different languages, you know, and and uh, it's, it was Robert Rodriguez, and he made it to where there's still five-year-old kids coming up, and, I love you, Uncle Manchete, you know, from, because they're still watching it. Yeah. He made it timeless, you know, so. And then, uh, uh, and then he, simply because I mean, I got to work with Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, Al Pacino, John, all the biggies, you know. Yeah. And uh, in an interview, I heard Robert De Niro, they asked him, this is Trejo's first big movie. Yeah, he held his own. I never, that was like, you know, really kind of cool to hear from him. And he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. And he's 79 and just had a kid. Get on, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 79. <laughs> So funny. I'm 79. When we heard that on the news, all my kids go, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, the, the shop is closed. Yeah. The shop is closed. I want to I wanna touch uh, based on uh, earlier you were talking about how off camera, you were talking about how I got your back comes from you know penitentiary. being in in in, in the pen in the penitentiary yeah. and and i also you know i hear you know you in chicano culture we, we hear ese mm -hmm. we hear homes right do you mm -hmm. do you know where where those well stem from too ese is pachuco that's just that's just uh uh that's in the 40s when when uh when uh, uh east l.a was was uh uh in the Second World War, and and, and uh, there was a lot of the Zoot Suit fights. And mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. was, there were essays and uh, Chicanos, and and uh, but I got your back. I was a, uh, George told me about that one in the '30s. I think he first time he went to the penitentiary was 1939, and he it was, it went to San Quentin. George Perry, my one of my best friends, and before he passed away, and. Uh, he says, yeah, that was, hey, I got your back. And that meant, you know, you're looking behind me, I'm looking behind Yeah. Eyes in the back of your head all the time. And that's where that started from. And then uh, uh, Essay has been around forever. That's, you know, that's uh, us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's beautiful to see Latinos in on the big screen, to see us 
and and someone like yourself continuing to to shine and to grow outside of 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 entertainment of media right now you're you're full-on entrepreneur um you have trejos tacos you have trejos donuts you have trejo music music (laughs) um what made you want to to start those those projects well you know i told everything good that's happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else i was waiting to do a movie so i wasn't working and there was a movie coming up pretty good money and uh, so i was i didn't want to take anything because that would interfere with and then gloria my agent said and he just came in this just came in low budget but uh but it might turn into something. And I, I tried to tell her, you know, I'm waiting for this. And I love it when like women, especially women, when, when you don't want to do what they, what they say, it's kind of like, oh, okay, never mind, never mind. No, <laughs> it's fine. Never mind, no, it's fine, forget about it. <laughs> so, you know, okay, all right, what is that? You, know, so, you feel a little guilty? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> guilt, guilt, guilt. So, so, so okay, so what is it? So, it was this movie called Badass, right? And I said, okay, it's low budget, no budget. And so I go to do this movie with a director. His name is uh, uh, Craig Moss. And the producer was a guy named Ash Shaw. And on a, on, a, on a no budget movie, you know, they might go get 50 Jacks or, or 50 Mickeys or, or, you know, and you never know what they're going to eat. So I would always make like a, a good tuna salad or a good... Uh, something and take it with me mm-hmm. you know? i like to eat good i don't i don't like i don't like uh, processed food that's why the food in the restaurant it's all a1 you know and uh, and so yeah ash saw, saw me eating this tuna salad right and they were having burgers up and uh, he says what do you always eat good at it yeah you know i think i was 75 75 very good you know? He said, why don't you open a restaurant? And joking, I said, Trejo's Tacos. Wow. And because my mom and I used to always joke about, in the 50s, women didn't work. Remember? So I would always like, well, we'd be at dinner. I'd say, hey, mom, why don't we open a restaurant? Just to piss my dad off. You know? <laughs> I got to know, keep it married right there. Go cook whatever the hell you want. And so uh, uh, he said, why don't you open a restaurant? Trejo's Tacos. This movie turned into a trilogy. We did badass, badasses, and badass on the bayou, and so I made three times the money. A good and amount then, of money there. Yeah, and all I all I got was, mm. oh, don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and anyway, so so uh, we opened uh, she, Ash. The third movie, Ash brought me a business plan. I opened it. No killing in the first page, so I gave it to Gloria, and she said, "No brainer." We opened our first restaurant on La Brea. Mm-hmm. A year later, we opened Hollywood. Six months later, we opened Pasadena. We got four restaurants, a donut shop. We're opening up one in London and one in Detroit wow. with the, with the Live Nations, the House of Blues. You know, like the House of Blues. Yep. So it's gonna be wow. fun because I have a record label, so. I'll have my singers. <laughs> I love that. I love, so so the, the the taco idea was kind of premeditated, like from from years, years, years back with your mom, and and then you yeah. kind of see it come to life. Uh, yeah. I know my mom's in heaven right now. Or or any of the recipes are those like from uh, most of your family? The first, the first book was most of my mom's recipes. Second book was more of a collaboration with different people that I know and and you know some of my moms. Wow! Speaking of books, you you just released a, a new book. A talk new talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Trails Cantina. And what we did in that is we put a lot of mock cocktails, and they're like, like uh, uh, like I've never had a margarita. You know, I never drank a margarita. Rip a wine. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a it's a it's a mock. It's not. No alcohol, yeah. so pretty good. And then different, uh, different drinks that we have now. And because uh, sometimes you don't want to drink, but you don't want to explain why you don't want to drink. You, you know what I mean? It's like, have you ever been in a club and say, you know, no, 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 I don't want 
Why? Why don't you let me buy? Everybody wants to buy you a drink if you don't want to drink. <laughs> like, buy me one when I want to drink. <laughs> you're, you're you're looking at at, at, at that at that particular guy right now. Yeah. I don't I don't drink much, and uh, this is what I do. This is this is a trick, Danny. Is you go up to the bartender or whoever's serving the the drink, you know, because everyone always wants shots, right? All right, shots all around, and you're like, all right, hey, just serve me a shot of water. You do a shot of water. It looks like tequila, right? It looks like whatever everyone's taking a shot of. So, and then you gotta, you gotta. I mean, you're you're an actor, so you'd be good at this. Then you just pretend that you just took a, a strong <laughs> shot. Yeah, <laughs> Woo, take a bite out of that lime. Ooh, made, that was strong. Let me tell you something. I have made little hostesses, little waitresses love me. Because there'd be a guy sent over, they, hey, they want to buy a drink, they want to buy a drink. Okay, what, what do you got? And uh, what's, what's the most expensive you got? And then they'll tell me, I say, okay, well, just bring me a glass of water. Put it in a shot of water. Okay, and charge them. And, Present him another one. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you keep just, it, huh? You just cheers them from from afar, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's the key. So you're yeah, you're you a, know what? So, so I like I like the mock the mock cocktails. So that you know you I don't have to make excuses. I don't have to do. What but I mean, I don't care. You know, but I just know there's some people that don't that don't want people whatever. You know. Yeah. And and if and if they see mock cocktails are great because you you know they're tasty as is, yeah. and you can pour whatever you want if that's what you want if you want a little bit of alcohol you know, mm. and when it comes to to your your cooking when it comes to making cocktails and things like that, um, when did that passion do you think ignited? Did you have that as, just growing up as a kid? You know what? Let me tell you something. In the pen. After you've been in the pen a couple of times, people kind of tend to stop visiting, you know what I mean, and stop sending money. So on visiting days, you have these things they call spreads, and you have like, you know, these guys will bring the top ramen, these guys will bring the bologna, these guys will bring the hot dog, these guys will bring whatever. And then you, you mix it and you make a spread, you know, like right now, uh, we've got a uh, some nachos at the at the cantina. We call fight night nachos. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're uh, uh, tinga chicken. And they're like it's unbelievable. But but we've got a lot of you know we put the the, the chips and then the ingredients and then more chips and then more ingredients mm -hmm. and. Uh, and they're like, that's that's where that comes from, that mixing things, and the, and they come out absolutely delicious, you know. And uh, and like for a fight, for a football game, for a base, they're unbelievable. You're this big, and and so uh, I think I think that's where where you get started with mixing stuff. And even most people that aren't that don't have servants, I guess. You know, it's like like the first of the month, you always start out with unbelievable meals, and then around the end of the month, you got like we mix it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, this is out of the cupboard. You know, the struggle <laughs> meals they call it. Struggle meals. Mom, what's this? Never mind. <laughs> and uh, uh, God, I remember my favorite eggs were migas. We got tortillas and eggs mixed up with the cheese and. Uh, you know, so you just learn from from doing it. Yeah. Is there is there a particular dish in in your restaurants or, or the cantina? My favorite dish is the, is the Baja fish taco. The Baja it's fish. Unbelievable. And I love fish anyway, right? And uh, and uh, um, God, we they, the way they cook it is like unbelievable. Yeah, like a beer batter type of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with the. I know, but with, I can't tell you the whole thing. I have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and when when he says that, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I'm an LAFC fan. I know you are too. Yeah. Um, I have been with with the team before they even built the stadium. And uh, I host and, and DJ at, at the stadium. I'll be there on Saturday, awesome. tomorrow. And 
I know that you recently have a partnership. Like your your Trejos Tacos are at BMO Stadium. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. And I think uh, uh, I I flew that eagle. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Falcon. That. Yeah, Falcon. Yeah, yeah. And that was cool. And then uh, uh, there's a kid there now. His name is Danny Trejo. There was those plays on that team. Yeah. And it was funny because he was given an interview. And I walked up and who the fuck Danny Trejo? And he was, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he wasn't scared. He was like, Whoa! I was like, he was a fan, you know. Yeah. I, Is that you? He goes, <laughs> a sweet, nice kid, but plays pretty good soccer too. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, you you get a lot of love. I mean, wherever you go, but like at LAFC, I feel like that's that almost feels like you're you're at you're at home, right? You know what? It's like LAFC, Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium, when I was in grammar school, we used to cut school and go up to Elysian Park, because it was in Echo Park, go up to Elysian Park, and we'd watch them build Dodger Stadium when they were when they were building it. You wow. Know? So that's how far back I go with the Dodgers. And then the Rams, I used to sneak into the Coliseum in 1957. And it was really it was easy because they didn't have all like the security, so you could just get with a family and just kind of like walk in. Yeah, you know? yeah. And oh, look at the nice white people. They adopted <laughs> the little Mexican kid. <laughs> the little mocoso. They got it. Yeah. And we just all sneak in, you know? and uh, uh, it was like just running around that stadium. It was like watching them, Norm Van Brocklin, you know, pretty unbelievable. And so I've been a uh, a Rams fan forever, and then when they uh, when they went to uh, St. I, Louis, St. Louis, I, I just worried about the point spread. Yeah, you know, too much of a Rams. Fan. When they came back, he's like, "Give me my tickets." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the you always been a, a fan of of Los Angeles sports, and you know what? I remember the Hollywood Stars. That was the Dodgers before they became you know, the Hollywood Stars. Were the were the first baseball the Hollywood team. Stars. Yeah. I know. Recently, the entire stadium sang "Happy Birthday" yeah. to you in yeah, in English and and in Spanish, in Espanol. Yeah, yeah they sang was... "Las Mañanitas" to you. <laughs> what was that it was feeling my like? Birthday, and I threw out the first pitch. And they sat there and sang uh, "Happy Birthday." And uh, my singer Amora, she sang the uh, national anthem. So it was like a, a double whammy, and it was like just an unbelievable day. And 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 to hear Los Angeles sing a "Happy Birthday" was amazing, man. You know, and knowing that I, I I was here, I was here in 1954, 55 when they were building this thing. You know? Wow. You thought about that when, yeah. when as, 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 as the entire stadium was I think about that singing. every time I go by there, yeah. Tell me about Trejo music. I know you have a few artists. You know what? I told you, everything good that's happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. We put up, we, we started a fundraiser for a little kid that had been killed in uh, Lancaster. And uh, I guess his mom and and boyfriend just went to, got life in prison. Gabriel was his name. And uh, this, little, this little girl, Twixie, and her mom came from L.A. I guess she was in a battered woman's shelter and came from L.A. And, and Twixie once, unbelievable singer. Right? And uh, I started talking to her, man. I said, wait a minute. And somebody had, 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 uh, she was like 16, gonna be 17, and they were taking her to different bars and singing and making a little bread on her. And I said, well, they, well that's her manager. I wish well, she can't have a manager. She's only 17, if she's 16, it's like you're her manager, you know? But there's a Jackie Coogan law, Jackie Coogan, yeah, that law, that's, you know, you, uh, she can't sign a contract till she's 18, you know? Mm. And so we started talking, and he said, well, she can sing, she wants to sing. So me and Mario Castillo, uh, Mario, that's another story, but he, he uh, we said, well, let's, let's start a record label. Said, okay, let's do it, let's start. So we started a record label and had her starting to sing, but 
we said, well, let's just keep practicing and stuff. Get ready till till she turns 18, and then, and uh, and Mama was, yeah, do it, do it. So so, uh, uh, she turned 18, and I had an open call. So I got two other singers. I got Amora and uh, Tara, and uh, Twixie d decided she wanted to sell flowers. So okay, so but I still had these other singers. So. We dropped an album, then we dropped another. So far, we've had three albums, and we've got, uh, we're going on tour. We're going to Dallas first next month. They'll be singing in my restaurant in Detroit and London. So it just happens that way. You know, I just yeah. do something, and it ends up turning into something. And man, Amora sang the national anthem. Everybody was unbelievable, you know, and, and uh, uh, Tara sings, she's like Salam Vian or whatever her name is, and, and it just works out. I mean, it just, it's, it's things work out the way they're supposed to, you know. And both these girls really loyal. And Twixie, I just finished talking to her. I said, okay, well, let's do something. So okay, okay, we'll do. so you know, and she sings like, man, corridos and and unbelievable. Wow. You know, so. So the record label's doing good, you know. I love you know. that. I love that. You Trejo's know. music. Trejo's music. And right now there's an album out called Trejo Soldies. Ooh, tell me about that. Well, Trejo Soldies. Soldies is like uh, old style music, but with a new vibe. You know wow. what I mean? But it's still, it's like you will, you will get the feeling, oh, my mom used to listen to that. Oh, no, wait, no. It's a different song, but in that genre, you know, because I, I like oldies. I don't like, uh, you know, the, the stuff. Yeah, well, I don't like slapping ladies and beating up yeah, or shooting people in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, Let's you're, talk about living. You're, you're more, you're more like, of a, of a, 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 of a lover. A romantic, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's that was the record, and now. Like I said, it's going really well, and we're going to keep doing it. Hey, Mondo here. Right now, you can have everything you want on the network you really want. Introducing my plan. Get exactly what you want. Only pay for what you need. Starting at just $30 per line per month for four unlimited lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. From there, you decide exactly what goes in and what stays out of your plan. So you pay for what you want. Head over to Verizon.com slash Mondo right now you said verizon.com slash mondo right yeah yeah verizon.com slash mondo but we're st we're still shooting the commercial oh oh i'm sorry no no you're, you're good man get exactly what you want only pay for what you need starting at 30 dollars per line all right let me help you out all right so you go here well so we have trejos tacos uh trejos donuts yeah. trejos music yeah. is there a trejos blank coming what else is 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 in the works that 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 you that you'd like to do i don't know or is it just kind of whatever it falls organically whatever, whatever falls together yeah yeah you know i know that they want me to do an, an energy drink because i can still run a mile i still lift weights i i put i still box and and uh uh, uh yeah maybe i'm trying to come out with an energy drink of some kind of I know what I drink, so maybe I'll just mix it all together and say, drink this. <laughs> just, just, drink this. Just, <laughs> and be 79. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just pour a bunch of things into it, and that's when you know it's done, right? With the whistle. The whistle makes it, makes it official. The, how, about a, how about machete energy? Machete energy. Wow, that's a, that was good, yeah. That's good? I want some royalties. Yeah, we, got <laughs> we got we got that on on uh, on, on video. Camera. All right, perfect. Wow. <laughs> audio too. Audio too. All right, perfect. <laughs> Life is good. No, Danny. So, Machete. Speaking of Machete, you know you that character also kind of changed a lot for you, right? You know what? Let me tell you something. We did Machete. We did Machete Kills. We had a chance to do Machete Kills in space, but. Robert Rodriguez is like, you know, eh, you know I mean, that would probably be a multi-multi-million because everywhere I go, literally, I mean, I've been in Bangladesh and they, uh, 
machete in space, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's all over the world, you know, but uh, 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 you know, for some reason, you know, I would give it to me, I'll do it, yeah. What, what do you think made that, that character so iconic? Well, I honestly believe, first of all, he was the first Latino superhero. Yeah. You know, and uh, God, you were talk about almost crying. After we did that movie, that Halloween, when I would go to the door and open up and these kids would yell, trick or treat! And then I had that little fake mustache, a little <laughs> knives, and, and little Mexicanos, I'm machete! They had, they finally had their own, their, you know, they weren't Batman, they weren't, you know, they were like, you know, like, they were really proud of being machete, so that really kind of warmed my heart, like, wow. I really did something right, you know, yeah. You know? And they, they, yeah, still, still known as Machete, and kids come up and Uncle Machete for yeah. spy kids. Yeah, know? yeah. Do do you enjoy when when someone someone recognizes you and yells out Machete, or is that like, like you over it? <laughs> it's like love. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's always say when somebody wants your picture, it's love. It's a, how do you get annoyed with love? You know. And I remember one of us, I was in Texas, I was in Dallas, and I was running in the airport, right? I'm running in the airport, it's right when the Gulf War started. And I'm running in the airport, and, and uh, the eight soldiers, two women and uh, uh, six guys, they're all standing there, they're all in uniform. And, but they got that duffel bag, means they're going. It's not like, like I'm, I'm, I'm just a soldier. And they said, oh, Mr. Trump, please. And I, and I stopped, and the lady said, well, Danny, we, we closed the... Go ahead. I started signing, took pictures, and blah, 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 blah. I didn't get the next one. <laughs> They're going for, like, for real. Son. And so, you know, so they're going to come back. And so I started walking away, and that lady came in. Wait, Danny, Danny, come on, come on. And what happened? The pilot's dad was in Vietnam. I told him what you were doing. He said he wasn't leaving. Wow. And I got on the plane and I, I thought everybody cheered. I, I was like, you know, I thought they were going to be like, hey, what do you mean? Everybody like, <laughs> Had it been me, they would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I sat down. I, I was like, a, I was like overwhelmed. I was just overwhelmed. At yeah. Because like, I know them kids, you know, like, like they were babies, man. And, and, uh, and I just felt really, really proud of, of who I'd become, I guess, or who I, I, I don't know. Yeah. A weird feeling, but uh, but it was really cool. And the rest of that flight was just like flew home from, from Dallas. Because Dallas is the hub of where everybody catches to go wherever, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why It's always full of soldiers during the war. And uh, it was my whole family. They were all girls, the paratroopers. Rudy was in the uh, Navy. Fred was in the Army. Art was, they were all Army guys, you know. Yeah. You know, your, 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 your face, your, your, I would say your, your, your persona is, is iconic, Danny. You know, like, hence why I think why your, your face is on the, all the businesses that you have, right? Um, it's kind of the face of, of, of tough, like we talked about machismo earlier, but I feel like you're, you're kind of the opposite. You're, you're, you're a kind, you know, sweet, loving guy. I honestly believe that that's not only one of the keys to success, but the keys to happiness. I think, I don't think it just if you're rich, you, you could be happy. I, you can, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, uh, uh, but, but I think you have to be able to enjoy life, enjoy people around you, enjoy, you know, every minute. I wake up and I'm, I, I was thank God I'm still on the green side of the grass, you know, <laughs> I'm not looking at dirt, Yeah. you know, I mean, so. And they did, uh, 79, I should have been dead a long time ago. I beat cancer, I beat hepatitis C, I beat brain surgery, wow. you know, and, uh, and, uh, 
when I had brain surgery, I, I couldn't walk. And, and uh, I'd lost, you know, it's, it's a weird deal, you know. Yeah. And, and I can remember getting on that little thing and trying to walk around the hospital and saying, Diosito, you, whatever you you know, whatever you got, don't worry, I got, I got you. you know, I'm going to do this. I ended up being able to walk around the, sometimes when you have brain injury, you know, certain parts of your, your my, I actually couldn't walk. You know? Wow. What, what did you gain from, from, from that experience? Like going through, like beating cancer, going through brain surgery, what did that teach you? When I had brain surgery, it's funny because when I woke up, the doctor said, I've never taken more blood out of anybody's head. And my daughter, she's right there. She's like, well, he's got a lot of empty space up there. God, we <laughs> better make everybody cracked up. You know? <laughs> but I had fallen and I broke my jaw and I had busted two vessels in my brain. I didn't know it. I flew uh, the next day, though, two days later, I flew to New York to do the uh, Howard Stern show. From New York, I flew to Mexico and did a show. And then from, from Mexico, I flew to Europe, did eight days, then came back. When I came back, I, I was falling down. I, I, something was wrong. And I kept falling. And uh, uh, they took me to the hospital, and my brain. They took a CAT scan. I went home. My kid's mom called, who was a nurse, and started screaming at the doctor. He has all the symptoms of a brain aneurysm. So they looked at, I guess, what they were supposed to call me back, and I went into surgery. I thought it was a joke, because I know George Clooney, and George Clooney pays, they spent thousands of dollars to like send somebody to Europe drunk or something. And, just, and hey, Clooney, I think I'm yelling his name, going into surgery. And then when I came out, I got these two tubes full of blood. Wow. Didn't even know it. The doctor said, man, people, in fact, about three weeks later, a coach for one of the football teams fell, butted his head, and died. Wow, you know? yeah. And I thought, wow. So I remember my daughter said, that guy's not done with you yet, Dad. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I just know that, like, uh, purpose in life is to help others. That's our purpose in life, no matter what. Everybody I know that I choose to call a friend, everybody that I break bread with, everybody that has a key to my house. If you check the trunk of their cars, they'll have thermal underwear, they'll have shorts, they'll have socks, and you homeless here, here. You know, that's what we do. You know, and it sounds like nothing. You know, I like just handing out thermal underwear, but you don't know if somebody keeps them warm at night. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a, an amazing human being, Mr. Trejo. Before I let you go, we have rapid fire. Rapid fire. With Danny Trejo. Hey, you ready? Mariachi or salsa? Mariachi. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of salsa, verde or roja? Oh my God, a verde. How about? When it comes to singers, I know you're into music. Greatest singer of all time would be. Wow. God, I gotta say, Whitney Houston. Hmm. It's a good one. A national a anthem. I just, I just heard it, and I just can never get away from that. It was amazing, man. But uh, you know, lover. Yeah. Favorite song of all time? Wow. My kids uh, used to always tease me and sing a song. Uh, call me a relic, call me over the hill. <laughs> I, I, what the hell was the name of it? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a song about a just give me that old time music, old time rock and roll. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Lastly, 
favorite item on a Trejos Tacos menu? I told you the Baja Fish Taco. God, I love that. Uh, in fact, I think when I'm done here, we'll have to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, just give us directions and we'll go and <laughs> we'll head over right away. Now, okay, so you have a you have a taco, right? You have the, the Baja Fish Taco. Mm. What what do you personally put in it? Is the salsa verde? Are you putting lime on it? So, oh, like, salsa verde, lime, uh, a little bit of secret sauce, and uh, that, then that Baja Fish, delicious. Unreal. And should sh should I ask what's in the secret sauce? Yeah, we'll have to kill you. Man. <laughs> she said it twice. Twice. <laughs> I think the third time he'll he'll actually do it. There won't be a third time. <laughs> I won't hear it. It'll it'll, it'll just happen. <laughs> Mr. Danny Trejo, everybody, make some noise for Mr. Trejo. We we love you. We appreciate you. We celebrate you and all your wins. And it's it's such a pleasure to, to have you here on Mondo and Friends. This is great. I love this. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be here, man. And you guys rock. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Trejo. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for watching and listening to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.